understand that there's so much to life whether you're the CEO or the janitor given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing yes I said just don't go into a job think it's beneath you and then it changes your mind then you're your habitual complaint welcome to the now or never uh, podcast all things entrepreneurship business people who just take life and kick in the ass people who make their passion their paycheck today's episode is gonna be a lot of questions we've been getting in on social media different forums whether that be YouTube Facebook Instagram LinkedIn I don't Twitter I probably should, but I don't. I don't need more shit to do. Um, and I got my beautiful co-host uh, Brittany Rexius and to help answer some of these things. A lot of people have just been asking us between family and business stuff with everything going on, how we've adapted, lessons we've learned, just a lot of off the cuff questions. We yeah. figured that what a great time to just pop in and do this, uh, considering it's so, so hard to get guests for you. So you guys know with um, the podcast, it's like we don't ever want to shoot them too far in advance because this stuff's changing on a daily basis, and we we don't. I want to do a podcast this week. In two weeks from now, be completely obsolete, which kind of makes our job a little harder, Chad's job a little harder. Um, and so we're just kind of kind of going as we can. We have a couple of guests lined up next week, which is awesome. But then you know, like I like zooming some people in; it works. But at the same point, like you you get that real feel for people in, in the studio or, or when we're face to face. And um, like Steve and Amanda, we had two weeks ago. Like we're going to do one with them in person because oh, they're just awesome people. Um, but you know, I'm, like I also it was like a great chance because uh, them running business in other states, so it's just a good opportunity to use that and um you know it, it's just it's surprising how each one of them changes but uh, a couple of ones we had is like the biggest lessons we've learned from um the COVID outbreak with businesses and relationships. Um, and just ones I've seen from businesses. I, I've seen this put into a couple of social media forums that uh that I'm in business groups that I need to double down on my web. I need to put all this money into web and you quit spending money, you know, all my time in the community, put it in the web. And, and I didn't, I don't pop in a lot of these because people get real brave behind the keyboard and everybody starts Google and pasting quotes from other business owners that they don't even understand. So I usually just kind of avoid it. Um, but I talked to my staff about this. If you think, the, the lesson from this is that you need to double down on your web as far as your website. Yeah. Uh, you done missed the point. Yep. Um, I guarantee when people had a certain amount of discretionary income shortened from COVID, job losses, whatever, uh, traveling, it's the relationships that were built, whether that be your own social media platforms, which is a lot of it is done, or out in the public in your stores that made that person to decide to choose you or, yeah. or me, I guess, over Jeff Bezos' Amazon. If you're building your entire business on a web platform and you think you can go toe-to-toe with the richest com- one of the richest companies in the world, you are deluding yourself. Yeah. Or against the brands that you sell in your stores, this is supplement owners um, that I'm talking about specifically, that you can go against the brands themselves you're buying the shit from when they're hurting and all of a sudden they're doing a buy one, get one free because they got the margins. You're like, oh shit, what do I do? It's because you done missed the point. Yes, having a website is nice, but I can guarantee you the amount of money that we do in person and shop is 200 times what we've ever done on web. Now, Brittany, I'll tell you this, we've had more web orders than we've ever had in probably five years in the last two months and we're incredibly grateful for it. Absolutely. Um, and and we're glad to have it. Now, does that come, does that hold a candle to what we lost in shop? Not even close. No. Is it a good day, even that two months on the web, if I combined it all together, that's probably three days worth of sales in our 120th and center store here in Omaha yeah. total. And we're talking hundreds of web orders, but that store's been there for 10 years. It's the first one we started, and we put a lot of time into that. And I think 
you know, the relationships we put in the community by meeting people in the shops, knowing their names, what do they do, what do their kids do? And, and my wife is so much better at this than I am because I don't remember anybody's name. <laughs> I don't even know all my cousin's names. That's why I'm like, what's up, kid? What's up, boy? Because that's me. I don't remember I, I, at all. Um, and, you know... It's also on social media because you, if you're if you're real on social media, they get, that's the key. Yeah, what you say, being if you, real. If you're being real, if you're being authentic, I mean, it's one thing to put a filter on a picture to make it look nice. It's a whole other thing to be tending to be drinking coffee, staring off in the distance, contemplating Eagle <laughs> MC squared, but you're really a 19 year old basic, you know, drinking a an eight dollar soft ass coffee from Starbucks. Like you're not contemplating shit other than the fact that you have no money because you just spent eight bucks on a coffee from exactly. Starbucks. Um, and so. I guess because we come off very authentic and real, um, those relationships we've been able to create through social, um, have, have paid off in this point in time. So that's, that's my set. I mean, what do you, take on it? I was going to say those web orders are there because of the handshake that was done in person. And it may not have been a direct handshake with that person, but it may have been a handshake with their friend or their sibling or somebody that they know that recommended. So a handshake is going to go farther than, an ad on on TV or on your website or anything. Oh, yeah. Miles. I agree. Like and it's it's a you, saw, you talk so much quieter than Sorry. I do. Here you go. I got you. Uh, but what is it? And it's a thing is like people are looking for some sort of easy buck that the web's some sort of easy buck. It's not. And mm-hmm. it's I put twenty, thirty thousand dollars in our website over the last couple of years and I still think it sucks. And it works good enough, <laughs> but it, it's not that's not my primary driving force. I could tell you emails I've gotten over the last two, three, four years being like, we're here to redo your web. We're here to put all this money in your web. And I'm like, I'm good. My website is there to firm up the stores. I yeah. know where my lane is. I'm not missing a, a revenue stream. I'm focusing on the one that I think matters. Um, and I've had uh, the clearing has happened, the great reckoning, you want to call it, whether that be before COVID, um, and on top of COVID really cleared out the field for me so that we're one of the last retail stores in the Midwest standing. Mm -hmm. And and, and so, and it's all been based off of relationships and truth and selling, I think, and, and just the kind of people we are and people buy into that. So reason we started this podcast is because when people like kind of are attracted to what we do and the way we live our life and just like people want advice and they know we're not going to bullshit them. Um, because I, I, you know, well, I mean, I'm full of shit, but I'm not going to bullshit you. Right. You know what I mean? I know your smile. I mean, um, you know, and it, other lessons we learned from this in, in business and in personal is debt. Like we are addicted to debt as a society. Oh, absolutely. It is, it, that is today's indentured servitude. That is slavery. You can't make that move. Can't start that business. Can't expand your business because the amount of debt you've done for personally dumb bullshit. We talked about this a lot. People spending money on things they don't really want. Yeah. They don't need to impress people they don't really like in the first place. And, and you know, we... We went hard on businesses. I mean, if you guys watch this, we <laughs> the stores and stores and gym and another gym and then, uh, you know, VHI and OPP protein popcorn companies. And it, it's, it, it, we're calculated. We're yeah. smart. And I knew that if we bet on us that we're going to win no matter what. But at the same point, it does get stressful. We have six kids. Shit's not cheap. They're Every expensive. one of them has got a messed up grill. <laughs> Come on now. Y'all got some chiclet teeth and, and I love them. They're, they're adorable. We should homeschool them. Anyways, um, <laughs> So we just took six of them to the dentist last week 
And, and when the lady goes, hey, I undercharge you 250 bucks. Yeah, I'm sorry. We left already. That's a, that's a you problem. <laughs> I found that out this morning. But one's got to get a root canal and a crown. Two are looking at braces. One's got orthodontist to get things pulled and yanked and moved all over. The little ones, the lady looks at us and just like, well, well hopefully. He's knock his teeth ho- out. Ho- hopefully things change in the next couple of years. I'm like, yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, like it, it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, debt wise, like keeping ourselves like everybody have three to six months of personal savings. Like, listen, I don't know anybody who's actually able to do that shit. Yeah. Like that's a lot of freaking money. Um, especially for like, you know, for a family I, I want I want to have 30 to, I want 60 days would be my goal. Like yeah. for us. And I used to have like emergency fund. I've always had an emergency fund for like a thousand bucks. I figured car repairs is always like, if it's over a thousand bucks, I'm seriously contemplating getting rid of the fucking car. Yep. So always having that thousand bucks. is like a safety net. You know, that's a Dave Ramsey thing. If you guys know who Dave Ramsey is, Financial Peace University, um, it's just, it's the opposite of everything you learn in business college, but it freaking works. And it that's does. how we actually run our businesses. And that's how we run our personal, where if I have debts, I don't worry about the largest payment or the largest interest rate. Interest rate. I actually pay off. And our pastors did a thing on church this last Sunday, My City Church. Shout out. You guys know me. Um, <laughs> my City Central, My City Downtown. What's up, Desi? Uh, you better be watching this. If I don't hear it, I know you're not watching this show. Anyways, um, about like, you know, if I have 10 credit cards, right, or 10 debt payments starting from 500 bucks to 50,000, I'm actually going to pay off the smaller ones first. Snowball it. So that's a snowball effect. I can pay off these three this week. Now I'm down to seven. I pay off two more. Now I'm down to five. And those little victories create momentum. It changes your mindset, your addiction to debt. If you're just working on just the big $50,000 debt, even though you are killing the thing with a larger interest rate, you're still having set nine other interest rates and it, it's just hard. It gets bogged down. It's, and so our business, we've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. We paid off over the last like 90 days. What we've been able to do is we personally and professionally, we've been able to try to pay off all of our debts and say, okay, listen, let's figure out how we can make this income. And this is all miss my wife, obviously losing her job. because She ran the hotel. Um, uh, and and we don't know when that's gonna open back up. And then yeah. some temp work or whatever, and then she's here. And, and thank God we were able to we were able to apply for the paycheck protection financing, which helped out some, which we'll get to that in a minute. That's a whole nother topic of <laughs> government ridiculousness. Anyways, um, but you know, that's that's for us is we have addiction to debt and that keeps us handicapped. And all of a sudden when shit hits the fan and I'm sitting back stressing out, being like, how am I going to pay all these bills when I, the only bills I really should be terribly worrying about how to put food on the table, yep. keep the lights turned on, keep our phones going and pay our mortgage. And all of a sudden I'm thinking about all that on top of how do I make this debt payment, that card payment, that card payment, that card payment, that car payment that I'm like, Oh shit, this sucks. Yeah. And there's just gotta be a better way. And then the business is the same thing. Like I've been playing bank account Jenga is what we call it. <laughs> Anybody who owns multiple companies knows what I mean when I say bank account Jenga it means, okay, I can stretch this one to the 11th cause that ain't due to the 13th and future Tim's going to figure that one out. <laughs> and that's what we do. We move things around because a lot of payments are based on, on cycles of weeks or biweekly payrolls yep. where everything else is based on months. So like you have longer, like you have May, it's a biweekly payroll. I actually pay my staff three times versus, you know, February shorts when they're, I still pay them too. So, but my rent still due on March 1st. So, right. you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. And, and we're like, I don't want to live like this. And thank God, like all of our partners and all of our companies are under the same impression that, okay, this sucks. Let's just get these things financially lean and mean as much as humanly possible. Let's cut yeah. discretionary, whatever. Um, which means I've had to change staffing and hours around and, you know, and I had a selection. We got paycheck potential finding to bring some people back. And I'm really trying to keep the payroll under control. 
I'm not gonna lie to you. Like that's that's where some of the Gen Zers didn't get invited back, and it wasn't because I don't like them personally. Right. It's just you can tell the work ethic difference between somebody who's 28 and somebody who's 20. Yeah. Um. There's no entitlement with the 28 to 35 year old. Zero. They're happy to have a job. They're the job because that's what the job title is. Yep. A 20 year old has a tendency to argue. Yeah. I don't really know if I want this on my social. Yeah. You can go. <laughs> Uh, so how much are you going to pay me up front to take this? Um, I'm giving you an opportunity. Yep. And I think some were lost in the mix that everyone told everyone they were special and everyone believed it. Um, you are special as a person. Yes. As an asset not to a business. You're not entitled to shit. I think everyone's entitled to an opportunity and to work for those opportunities. What you do with those opportunities is completely up to you. Yeah. Nobody's going to give you anything. My uh, economics professor in college, Mina DeLaw, uh, she's like, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that's, I mean, that was just all yeah. the time. And, 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 and it's absolutely true. And I have people literally that were like rising stars and just straight up want to know what their stipend's going to be. What's the contract? I'm like, you have no experience. What you've been given is an opportunity and you are officially right now pissing it away. And it's going to be out four or five years down the road when you haven't done anything yet. And you're going to be like, oh shit. And we see it all the time. Oh, so, yeah. but uh, back to the point, it's like it's all about like right now is creating, you know, making sure that we're lean and mean. As much as I want to bring every employee back, I had to pick and choose the ones who do the job, who are grown ups, who are appreciative of what we're accomplishing. Yeah. Um, we were juggling way too many schedules. And it was like, well, I'm going out Friday night, so I can't work on Saturday. And the economy yeah. was so good. And it was. And I'm like, I got to keep these employees. We're juggling these people's schedules, like 44 employees. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we juggling their schedules? And so this is kind of a nice reset. And I think it's a nice lesson learned. Most of the 20-year-old people out there, and a lot of them listen to this podcast, you've only grown up in a society where business is booming. You got to understand, like, we were first out of high school and college Y2K. It was freaking out. We didn't know what was going to happen. 2007, two, 2008, 2009, market crash, housing crash, mm -hmm. got my ass kicked. So we've been through this and we understand that, you know, I'm thankful they have a job yeah. um, and not spend stupid. I think because the economy had been going so well, we, we spent stupid, not lying guys. We had done some oh, dumb yeah. shit. Um, really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so we had bought some, because like, the thing is like, we both like try to impress or make each other happy. Yeah. And we'll commission like, yeah, we should buy that. Oh, yeah, we totally can swing that. <laughs> and all that happens like six or seven times, you're like, oh, shit. Why did we buy that? Why did we buy that shit? <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, so that that's for us. And then all of a sudden, like maybe at that same point in time, that's when the washing machine goes out. Yep. And I go, oh, shit. It never fails. It never fails. That's when it's going to happen. Murphy's Law. That's so. when we start selling kids on Craigslist. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, God, that, here, come, here comes Child Protective Services. I'm just um, kidding. <laughs> you know, and that comes down to the Paycheck Protection Program and the EIDL. So the Paycheck Protection Program, people were asking, like, yes, it was basically two and a half times what your average payroll utilities were. Um, and you could use 75% for payroll and 25% of utilities or rent. Mm-hmm. It's an eight week or 56 day time limit. And yes, it did like, and people are like, well, you guys got that. Yeah. I, I'm 85% of that. And I'm lucky here in Nebraska because I didn't have to shut a lot of shit down. I lost in sales. Oh yeah. Over two and a half months. It's not, we're going to get 1099 through the corporation force. going to count as income, blah, 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 blah. So it's really not, it's not free money. I'm paying taxes on it the same as I would, but I lost those sales. And we don't know what six weeks from now brings. Now, and the problem with this PPP in the 56 days, and they're trying to hammer through this, is if you have a restaurant 
and you're, you're only operating at fifty percent capacity, yeah. you can't have enough staff, and you're going to pay this thing back while you're still recovering from losing all the freaking income. And those payments kick in September, and it's like a twelve it's or eighteen month time, so those payments are large. It's never going to fucking happen. Yeah, um, it should have been you know at least twelve weeks, maybe sixteen weeks. Even like in our gyms, we're not we're at ten people per room or per three thousand square feet right now. We'll go to 50% capacity here in Nebraska in June. Thank God. There are states like July, like uh, Minnesota that aren't even open gyms until July. Yeah. And so like, what are these guys, what are these poor bastards going to do? And so that's the thing is they, there needs to be a little more leniency. I know people are going to abuse the system, but people always abuse the system. Yeah. People have been abusing systems that governments is in place for the entire time they've ever been in existence. We know it's going to happen, but I think more good's going to come out of people being given more leniency um, than not like my barber when he got my haircut yesterday. Uh, from Josh and, and an Ascension Barbershop. You owe me, Josh. Here's your free plug. <laughs> um, tight fade, man. Got me lined up good. Uh, it makes me look a lot younger. Anyways, but he, we were talking, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but he got denied the EIDL disaster loan. I'm like, how did you? Whether the fact that you're new in business has been a year yeah. or not, you were forcibly closed down by the government. It's not your fault. You did not do shit wrong. Right. You should be given that automatically. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a loan. He's not looking for forgiveness. No. He's looking for a loan to make up Something, the income he yeah. lost that can be spread out. That's not a huge payment. Help him get back to stuff and make up for what he like. What do you mean you're denied? Oh, hell no. And so he's applying. He's going with the lawyers and attorneys. And I hope Josh doesn't mind me sharing that uh, uh, that, that story. I didn't ask him. But, <laughs> you know, next time he shaves my head and I get the, the St. <laughs> Francis of Assisi cut, we'll know he's pissed. Um <laughs> I say, if you went to Catholic I mean, school, if you went to Catholic school, you know that joke. Um, and Chad's laughing. <laughs> so, uh, but the thing is, is, is why? That's not his fault. And, and yeah. so the thing is, people understand, like I've heard some people who just work, well, the business are getting paid in. I go, no, we're not. We're getting our ass kicked. Yeah. Because um, rent, we got no abatement on rents for businesses whatsoever. Nobody even offered it. Not a single landlord offered it anywhere, actually. I had some reach out to me like, hey, are you doing okay? But they didn't get abatement, so they got to pay their bills. Yeah. I mean, some commercial landlords are ridiculously wealthy, but a lot of them, you know, this is that's a that's their big that's baby their income and, too. and you know you gotta imagine how much those payments are those are guys those are guys and gals who have kids to feed too like yeah. and i don't blame them for that um and they're a business they're not it's not like a home loan through a bank like i don't i don't cry river for a lot of banks i'm not gonna say well, i'm not gonna i don't feel bad <laughs> for the banks at all um but you know uh you had some questions coming as well um one of the questions that i had was the advantages and disadvantages of working with your spouse I mean, advantages um, is like, we enjoy being together. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to have a girl's night or do this. Honestly, for us, for me, I know I, I'll speak for myself. I don't like to take time away. I get anxiety when I try to take time away because he is my best friend. He's the person who I want to share all the memories with. And so working together has we get to share business. We get to share life. We get to, I mean, we are as goofy as goofy can be. And when things get stressful, it, it makes us stronger. I yeah. mean, we always find a way to argue it constructively. 
and come out stronger with it. I agree with that. I mean, even with us being able to be home more, yeah. it's been a blessing. I've taken the positivity because it's probably never going to happen again. Dang, yeah. I hope not. Uh, as far as like the disease portion of why we are at home. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm up there. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, we, we, I've actually been with kids and with, with, with you. Um, we work well together. And, and the thing is, it, it's, it's not like it happened immediately like with that. You know, working out was a general feeling out process, but it's also because of our age, I think it's got something to do with it. And yeah. we both have been divorced before just say it and so we understand what we have here that it takes work and that we're lucky that yeah. we have found somebody that is that perfect the yang to the gang or whatever and yeah. so we understand that um it, when you get in a fight and you know you're like okay maybe i'm in the wrong which is something that happens i think at our age where we sit back a second i don't get egotistical i sit back okay there's a chance even though i never think i'm wrong <laughs> that i might be wrong here <laughs> Or even if I am right, is it really fucking worth it? Right. You pick and, and choose your and, battles. And it's pick and choose the battles. And it's just, not, and that's the one thing. We've had a democrat, like, you know, with, with she explained this. We had a meeting with one of our uh, staff members last Saturday. Um, and she explained like it, like with Rexius, it's, it's, it's a corporation. It's not a democracy. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's just not how businesses work. Yeah. There has to be a top line that makes the call. You can't, not everything is going to be voted by freaking committee. It doesn't work well. Yeah. Um, and that took us a general feeling out process of like, okay, when it comes to this or that or the other thing. Um, and, and also me respecting her uh, professional opinion on certain things when it comes to things, even if I think I'm right. And I always think I'm right. Just understand <laughs> that I always think I'm right. Listen back when I know that she's significantly better at certain things than I am and recognizing her strengths and not being egotistical about it. being like, okay, well, if that's what you think, let's, let's give, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that, that level of respect is what makes it work so well. Uh, plus all the office sex is awesome. It really <laughs> is. It, guys, it's like three times a day. Anyways, okay. um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, you know, somebody's waiting for that. I mean, somebody's Chad somebody's listening. On most of the some, day. <laughs> somebody is listening. He's got the headphones on all day. <laughs> somebody's listening to this in their car and they just swerved off the interstate. So, uh, you're welcome. I'm sorry. Uh, you can build studio, bill studio 402, Chad Cunningham. Uh, he produced this. So, um, you know, but that's something else. Like we, we cherish the time with each other. Um, and that's, you know, I had this question coming in from one of my, one of viewers the other day and it was like, he goes, how do you balance the time between family and the business and not feel guilty about how much time you have business since your kids are little? Um, I said, well, right now, because some businesses didn't slow down right now. There, yeah. there was as usual, but the kids were home more because they didn't have school or daycares. And so they kind of felt like they come up every day and their kid didn't have any interaction. We've seen this with our seven-year-old yeah. where he needs interaction and all of his brothers and sisters are way older and he drives them nuts. <laughs> and I get it because he's seven. He's like, he comes home. He's like, dad, what are we going to do? Like he's just, and I, and I, I, so I said, I told the guy, I go, I totally feel you. Like it's, it, it's hard, especially right now. Cause it seems worse than it normally is because yeah. they're home and they're bored off their ass. And, and it's even at, as young as five, six or seven, you involve them with as much as you can. Mm -hmm. So they take ownership in the family business. That's the beautiful thing. Like our, with Rexius, their names on the door, but some of the other the gyms, like I'll take them down there and we'll put a rag in their hand. Let's start cleaning up. This is what it means to take care of things. And they'll, if I'm yeah. like that working at the house, a little man comes down and helps me build walls or do crazy shit. I give little projects to do because you just have to. And as they get older, I think Brittany grew up in a, in, in a small business family and, yeah. and she got to work with her parents on jobs. And I don't think you trade those memories for anything in the world. No, even I, five, six years old. I, guess. I was going to say, I remember some of my best memories in the summertime going to work with my dad, even if I had to be up at the ass crack of dawn 
was going to work, helping him get the truck ready, going out to job sites. Most of the time I laid out in the bed of the truck while he worked. Sometimes I helped him, but hey, I mean, it well, was, you, you, but it's just what is what yeah. it is. And, and, and people live in this society now where kids and it's social media, like all oh, these other parents are entertaining their kids with all this shit. I go, that's yeah, crap. It's you learn social, how to self -entertain it's social media. Like we were kids, like my parents kicked us out. Yeah. We were gone. Chad and I were not. I mean, we, were, we were in the house every once in a while, but Mama Sue or, or Mama Kim lights. kicked us out. We were in the front yard playing ball. I didn't yeah. see their asses until the streetlights came on. Yeah. And yeah, we don't live in that same society. I won't let my kids go out and do the same things. I get it, but they don't have to be entertained. No. So our, our kids have learned in our house, the last thing you want to tell me is that you are bored. That you're bored. Oh, yeah. Because I will put your ass to work because I have a lot of shit to do and there's a lot of crap I don't want to do. And I feel <laughs> at 39 years old, with six children, I shouldn't have to do a lot of this shit I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. So if somebody else likes lawn mowed perfectly, so apparently for, hey, hey, when you grow up in a in a <laughs> lawn mowing, land. landscaping, small business, that it has to look perfect. And I'm not giving that up. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a Britney problem. Anyways, uh, but you know, that's um, <laughs> so, but that, that's just it. You just, you involve in the business. As they grow, they take pride in it. And also you're instilling a work ethic at some of the most deve yeah. developmental years of, of age between you know, like, like that five to 15, they're putty. Like you oh, literally yeah. are developing. Because trust me, when they get to 14, and because we've got kids and they haven't had to do really any work yet. It's hard to get them to start. It absolutely and is. And then it's a fighting mechanism because they got hormones are raging. And then you don't want to have that kind of relationship going into the teenage high school years. And it's something that we probably haven't made like Zoe and Tyler work as much as they should have. Yeah. Um, and it's something we are course correcting. Honestly, we've just been, we're workers. So we just do shit. Yeah. And also sometimes we're just like, okay, you just do your own crap. Cause we've got other little ones we have to keep in tow and I don't have time to, you know, we, and I think some of that's just because we have a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's just one of those things you got to identify where you're at and, and, you know, make them part of it yeah. Take them with you. Like it's, it is what it is. I was going to say, I think coming up in small businesses from my dad's small business and then my stepdad had a small business and my mom worked for a, a big corporation. So she was at work all the time. I mean, just seeing that growing up is what instilled such a strong worth work ethic in myself because like, I don't want to stop. Like yeah. it's, that was one of the questions of like having my own career on top of running all the businesses. And I absolutely love working in our companies. I, I, it breaks my heart when I have to step away and do my own career, but my own career is what fulfills me in to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, having, having, having own my thing. own thing. Yeah. I mean, the companies are all our thing. Um, there's a lot of parts of it that are your thing. Um, when it comes to Rexius, you are the top. You are where the buck stops. And in my own career, it's my that's where my buck stops. Like yeah. so, it's it's a little give and take. Um, but even like during this COVID, like I'm finding work in temp jobs and doing as much work as I can. And yeah, I mean, and, and that's, you bring up a very good point. Like anybody else thinks that sitting back, like you had the comment we're written. Oh guys, we're, we're, we're checked. We're, we're, we're on checks like everyone else. Yeah. And so she had to pick up a couple different temp jobs just to make through. Cause we don't know when the hotel's going to go back up yeah. or whether job or might or might not come. And the, the salary that we were promised isn't there. And let me explain something to you for dental insurance and health insurance for a family of eight costs us close to $2,400 a month out of pocket. And, 
And then you go to the and, dentist. And, and, and the dentist, and you pay two hundred seventy-five <laughs> bucks, and they call you back the next week and say, "We shorted, we short charged you two hundred more dollars." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, what I, exactly are we paying dental insurance for?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the medical, she had to go to the emergency room, and uh, that's six hundred fifty bucks. Just on, a, it was on a Saturday because it was open, and it's like, and it's like, what does it cover? So the whole point is that you know, even at us, we're a small company, really. I mean, yeah. I have a lot of employees, but they're not a full time like people on health insurance. It's not, it's not big relative in the term. And so the thing is, like, we're I want. Want you guys to understand that like, even though we've hit this, I mean, this what people consider successful, we're nowhere near with the point where we're not worrying about checks, guys. Like we're the, we're in the same boat as most of you. Like we're figuring it out month to month. Yeah. And for us, is there's no guaranteed check for us in businesses. We have no idea. Just so you guys know, like I think there's been maybe one or two checks now ever written out in Iron Heaven owners. Yeah, and it's honestly not. We have not done a, a paid out distribution. That's just paying back for shit we put on our personal credit cards. And I guarantee you that the list of what needs to get paid back is significantly larger than yeah. what we have. So um, there's been no money. VHI has not paid out a dime. Rexius obviously has, but I haven't done a payout from Rexius Nutrition since August of 2016. I literally have kept every single ownership dime in the business because it's what's necessary to put yeah. me to that level I want to be at, not be satisfied trying to buy a new car I can't afford now. So, um, and that brings up something else. It's just straight business, uh, or I guess it brings up the bring up the gym, keeping it real video. Why were I, what was I so uh, mad about? <laughs> My last one, when it comes to businesses and people running back. All right, so here's the thing. And I'm not gonna name drop anybody, so don't ask me to. Remember, as all this is going on and everyone thinks it's super trendy to support local i'm supporting local. Support hashtag, local hashtag this bullshit hashtag i'm helping my community out during covid blah 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 and the second global gym up the street opens back up whose owners don't live here who don't pay their staff jack shit who screwed everyone charge people and you run right back because it's three minutes closer to your house so it's all about you and your convenience so either you are what you stand up for and say you are or you're full of shit mm -hmm. don't be a freaking hypocrite these businesses that earn your communities when you finally start to see the impact it's going to have on your local communities economies and you always think that's somebody else's problem. No, it's your freaking problem. That's what pays for the taxes on your streets and your schools and all the other shit that you want, all the amenities that, that you love to have. You got to support the bazillion. I'm not saying it's all the time. There's yeah. shit in this, in, this, in this room right now that Chad and I have had to buy off Amazon because there just wasn't anything available local. But damn it, like if we don't try to buy local every freaking time, yeah. our T-shirts, all this crap made local by the same guy pretty much for the last 10 years. Damn near everything. I think the mixer Chad's using for the podcast, he bought local on Facebook Marketplace. There's at least the last 10 pieces we bought for the gym have been on Marketplace on freaking Facebook. We just got so a couch off of Marketplace. We just got a couch <laughs> off of Marketplace. And yes, we are that cut. We are the people who buy used couches on Marketplace because because why not? You it know? was leather, so it's clean. I, I, well, I it's can't good. afford a four thousand dollar couch, but you know I can afford one that's eighty percent off on Marketplace. Um, but you know it's like it's like even if I shopped at Walmart, that's Walmart here has a physical property whose employees stay here who actually. Pay their staff fairly decent, yeah. you know. But and my thing is, I had somebody literally put a message in the in the gym, like, "Hey, my other gym opened up, and I don't need to. I got to cancel this one." Like, come on, dude! Like, like literally, we have spent thousands of extra dollars. Other gyms closed down, tried to collect government financing. We stayed open, took yeah. the risk, calculated it, spent thousands of dollars on cleaning crews and extra people so that our people could still have a job. Um, and then the, the money and the, and the extra cleaning crew and the, and the disinfectants and everything else and, and upgrading everything so that because we think that working out and keeping healthy is of a priority right now, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I see 900 people in Walmart 
you know, cheek to cheek. I mean, I guarantee there's more social distancing in my gym than either Walmart, Home Depot, Menards, or oh. or Sam's Club, or any of them. Because I've been to all of them. I'm even close. I guarantee our gym is cleaner than most of your houses. Yeah. I guarantee if you took a black light in the bathroom at our gym, you'll find more shit at your home than you are. Because we've taken a lot of pride. And they say, oh, I'm going back to Globo Gym, whose owner lives in another state, who screwed their staff and didn't pay them, and all these other things. That's crap. And so I got pissed off because I'm like, these are the same people who begged for a membership. And I get, you're going to do what you got do for you just don't say you support local and just i would rather i would much appreciate somebody just going social and be like listen i just really don't give a fuck i don't want to lie to you guys i'm gonna do what's best for me what's easiest for me and just be honest yeah that i respect it's the hypocrisy of, of stating one thing i think that's the problem with social media in general is people are putting off this facade of i'm gonna be the most liked well charismatic like fake, fake bullshit person and like and the reason that people follow us the reason we have grown the reason why my podcast took off so much faster than some other people's. And there's been comments made because I've been going hard on being me on my social media for 10 fucking years. Like I've already built a hell of a following. So when I say, Hey, I'm doing something new, boom, that's how, that's why it's not because I'm paying for it. I don't pay for anything. When I paid for Chad expertise, so I look good, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't, I, I, I haven't, I don't, I'm not buying. I don't need to, because I've been doing this for 10 years. I've put in the work. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the whole point is like I've, I've done the work and, and, and it's, it's one of those things that we just, I don't know, I just get so fired up about it. Like, be who you are. And I've been authentic since day one. One, because I didn't know how to filter anything anyways. <laughs> the one time we did it, we did it as a joke. To make fun yeah. of, one to make fun of our daughter. Um, <laughs> she coffee. was doing that. And hashtag that's the I think I farted. Hashtag I think I farted. That's what it was. Her, in a Denver airport. Um <laughs> But the whole thing is like, we've been authentic since day one. So people know what they say. I'm, I'm just, I'm doing it. Yeah. One, I'm too entirely, I don't know if lazy is the right word, impatient to re-record anything because I might have screwed up or stuttered or stumbled or thought that wasn't the good side. I, I don't give a shit. Every side looks chubby right now. I could give a shit less. Look and I look old food. from every angle. So uh, I'll laugh. You guys are much grayer as I do. <laughs> so, but that's the, the point. Sexy. And I go, that's, thanks baby. <laughs> uh, but that's what I meant by keeping it real. It's like, just, just be authentic. Stand up for what you really are. I think people have a lot more respect because guess what? If you really are that kind of asshole, and yes, I think you're an asshole if you do that, there's probably other assholes and you guys could start a group. That would be great. You'll have friends. So that's just my two cents. And, and that, that's just it, you know, um, in wrapping up, you know, with a lot of this, I just want to say that, you know, I have other ones we'll go on to in another day on LLCs and whatnot, but cherish the time you have right now as an opportunity yeah. and not a negative. I understand a lot of people's businesses are in line. A lot of people to reach out to me. I get it. I don't have all the answers. I'm not, there's nothing I can do. I'm taking what I have in front of me, making the changes that I can. Um, you know, if there's somebody had asked me, what if you didn't get the EIDL or paycheck protection? I go bankruptcy exists for a reason. Chapter 11 protection. There, there's, there's, you have to have plans. So you're not sitting there wondering what if Yeah. make plans, write it out on paper. Sit it down. Do your research. I knew that there was 99% chance I wasn't going to have to file a Chapter 11 protection or a Chapter 5. There's a lot of different ones they've changed the rules for. But you're damn right. I wrote down everything I needed to know. Had three attorneys on call. So I knew what I had to do in case that happened. That I, I, I didn't know. Like, here's, here's what happens. Here's Be my prepared. milestone. Here's what I need to do if this happens. Yeah. Being prepared is going to what's going to ease your anxiety. Exactly. You know, and then I told her the same thing, like whatever we don't have to pay, don't pay it. We'll just, we called every vendor, every person we have, we were, just, we were prepared. And there's some of you guys that are out of state right now. They're in states that are really locked down. I get it with your businesses. Make a plan. 
Just that's all you can do. You're not the only one in your state if that's the case. You're not alone. Yeah. So reach out to the local business owners in your neighborhood, on your street, in your city. Your chamber of commerce is there for a reason. Reach out to everybody. Find out. Call your bank. Because listen, they're all human beings. And they all know that if your business shuts down in the same neighborhood, that if they're still able to be there, I mean, all affects everybody. It, it does. And don't like people freaking out, well, I got to get, I'm just waiting for this EID. I'm just waiting, waiting. Don't wait for anything. Yeah. Be. Under promise and over deliver yourself. Yep. I'm going to say, okay, I'm planning on not getting that, but I'm going to do the work to get it. I'm going to, this will be the next phase. And if this happens, then I'll do this and get yourself five options. So you're not sitting back anxiety because that anxiety, since you, especially if you guys are stuck at home, you're going to take it on your kids and your spouse Yeah, because that's the people closest to you. And that's our human nature. Don't do that. Uh, um, I think that's why we've been calm because we made like five plans. We literally had phase one, two, three, four, and five. We never had to go past phase two uh, at, at the stores or past phase three at the gyms. And so, but we had those five phases. We just wrote down worst, best case to worst case scenario yeah. so that I knew with that trigger point, okay, phase two, let's go. Okay, phase three, let's go. It kept me calm. It was out of my hands. We set those parameters up day one and we're like, this is what, this is our milestones and what we're going to do if shit hits the fan, which keeps things calm. And it made it, it made it real happy around the house because it, I, it was nothing I was going to do to change it. I had no control over what the governor announces tomorrow any more than any of you do mm-hmm. and, or what your city does, or your county. And it's been weird each place. Um, every place is different. Iowa, we had to close down. It, it was, it sucked um, for three and a half weeks, but we'd hit a milestone there. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is what it is. Talk to the staff. And one of them got screwed. And I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not looking for a pat on the back, but his other employer screwed him, couldn't get unemployment. Dude, sitting there unemployed for three, four weeks, no checks at all. And I found out and so we just sent him a check. Not from Rex, it's just from her and I. I'm not doing that to be thanked. I'm just saying that, you know, understand, like, just be real with your people on social and where you're at in your group and your friend yeah. groups. Everybody knows where you're at. We didn't have a lot extra, but I, I'm a firm believer in karma. And I'm like, yeah. it's a good dude. I'm like, hey, let me help you out. You know, whatever. And some of uh, case be energy drinks. Be compassionate. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, it, there's nothing we can't do to help each other out. That's yeah. what is we're going to pick each other up versus put each other down. This is the reason why I don't, I don't get involved in a lot of the crap on social that's negative. Cause I don't, I don't need it right now. Yeah. There's enough shit to be negative about. I'm gonna go positive. hundred percent. I, I think and, that's the biggest thing from take out of this is if you can sit and let this time show you where the cracks are and find the light through the cracks. I think that was one of the messages a couple of weeks back at church was, you know, letting the light shine through the cracks so you can see where those cracks are to fix it, to, to make adjustments, to see where oh, you have yeah. too much of this or too little of this or whatever it may be in your life, find the positive out of it, out of it and find a way to come out of this stronger and better. Well, so we, we, we really have, we really felt okay. We were spending too much here yeah. and, and we need to tool this back. And I think restructuring hours over here at this store, that actually seems to work better. And the average hourly rate and all these other things, finding out that our staff for the most part for the last nine years has hated our schedule. <laughs> Nobody knew. And I said, we're going to move to this. Oh, thank God. I don't know why the hell you've been doing that. I just figured you're the boss. So that's the way it's been. I go, freaking tell me, you know, that actually costs me money. Yeah. It has actually cost us money. And then the staff was having trouble getting their hours the way they wanted them without having to work six days where I could put them on five. And then, and then for the part-time staff, they were able to come in later for their day jobs, made it easier versus trying to leave work early. I'm like, tell me good <laughs> god so i mean but it's lesson learned i didn't know yeah. and I, we would have operated like this for another 10 years i would have had i wouldn't have changed anything because i don't like change 
you know, with that, I, you know this. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, that's a major positive to find out that everybody uniformly hated our hours. And uniformly, I had no fucking idea. So tell me. But this is great. What a great lesson. And that thing is going to save us and payroll and Rexius probably $25,000 a year. Yeah. Huge. Somebody told me 10 years ago, I'm doing that math in my head right now. That makes me want to cry. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for watching in the Now or Never podcast. Listen, guys, thank you so much for, for following us and liking us. Tell your friends. A lot of you guys haven't subscribed, whether that be SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. If you go to timrexius.com, there's links to all of them. Give us a review. Give us a like. Give us a share. Um, we do this shit for free. And somebody's like, well, you're monetized on YouTube. I've made $16. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, you can buy two Starbucks coffees. Shut up. So <laughs> give us a like, give us a share, give us a five-star rating, share the damn thing. Um, we're on Hit all the, the platforms. Bell. Hit the notification bell. I don't put out a lot of crap, especially I don't, I, I right now I think on YouTube, we're just putting out full episodes from here on out uh, versus just snippets. Snippets will stay on all their socials. So like, subscribe, follow and share, notify. Um, and, you know, listen, I'm going to start doing a thing with notifications on time uh, that you get a notification. We post that this first so many people leave a comment are going to get some gift cards. They're going to get some free shit. So noti- put the notifications on. I'm not putting out crap and it ain't every day because, well, I've got shit to do. So anyways, <laughs> thanks for thanks for watching and we'll see you guys next week. Leave you clueless when I shoot shit style too crisp and I let it all hang out like a nudist. Oh, you want to know who I am? Oh, you want to know me? Well, I'm the man that you knew. Now you know what it do. I'm a 94, baby. Swanky like a brand new Mercedes.